0: This is Law Bites, a podcast with Michael Geist.
1: If I might, there's uh, another issue that I just wanted to make mention of that I, that is bothering me. Um, it really surprises me that Google has decided that they'd rather prevent Canadians from accessing news than actually paying journalists for the work they do. I think that's a terrible mistake, and I know Canadians um, expect journalists to be well-paid for the work they do.
0: That was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau wading into Bill C-18 and Google removing links to Canadian news articles and search results as part of a test for a small percentage of users At a press conference in Toronto, Trudeau went out of his way to volunteer that he was surprised by Google's actions, which, as you heard, he described as a terrible mistake. If Trudeau was surprised, then he hasn't been paying attention, as the possibility of removing links to news articles in search results or on social media has been an obvious consequence of a bill that mandates payments for links. Now, this issue is headed to the Heritage Committee on the day that this episode drops, with MPs likely to take turns berating Google executives. For some, this might be the first time they've learned about Bill C-18. If you're just catching up or don't understand what the fuss is about, this podcast is for you. While the government tries to spin Bill C-18 as a big win for media of all sizes, without concerns for the implications for the internet, I think the reality is far different. But you don't have to take my word for it. This podcast features clips of what government officials, ministers, MPs, and senators have already said at committee or in the Senate about the bill. Now, at the Google hearing, MPs are likely to frame this as Google bullying Canada, Canadians, or the government. Indeed, you may have already heard about how Canada won't be intimidated by Google. Yet at committee, Both government officials and Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez have acknowledged the obvious. The companies, particularly Google and Facebook, are faced with a choice. Pay to link or stop linking. It's a business decision, not a tactic. So when Google runs its test, similar to Facebook saying it may remove news sharing, the government knew this could happen. In fact, both Owen Ripley, the lead official at Canadian Heritage on this bill, and Rodriguez presented it that way to the committee, not as a threat, but as a choice that is found in the legislation. Here's how it sounded with both of them.
2: for there to be a bargaining imbalance, news news businesses' content has to be distributed across across that platform. That's why Facebook and meta have have put it forward that, you know, it, it, a decision that they're contemplating is essentially, you know, removing themselves from from that business by 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 saying, "Well, we will no longer be a distribution platform," um, and and therefore that's why my answer to you is I, I I I find it hard to see how you know you meet you meet the designation at, at section section six if Meta has chosen to uh, remove itself from from that business.
1: Was rolled out there. That Facebook shut down all of the content for Australia, and so I think you know it's important for us to make sure that doesn't happen. If if the same thing occurs in Canada, it would be bad because 22 million Canadians are on Meta, Facebook. So um, can you describe what happened there and what measures we're putting in place to make sure that doesn't happen here?
3: Well, it's it's a business decision uh, that has to be taken by the platform. In that case. Uh, Facebook uh, took out the news content. Um, they took it out, but they decided to bring it back. Um, I think that um, uh, Facebook has a an important relationship with Kenyans. They have many many Kenyans. Are, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone here on the screen is 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 has a web uh, Facebook page. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, it's up to them to uh, to, to make a decision. If Google does walk away
0: from news, it will likely stem from three issues. Mandated payments for links, the cost associated with Bill C-18, and who benefits from it. I'd like to address all three, starting with mandated payments for links. Now, the government often seeks to downplay the linking issue. Here's Senator Peter Harder, its representative in the Senate, on the issue of linking in his speech on the bill at the Senate.
1: Another myth There are observers who say the Bill C-18 is a link tax, or mandates payments for links, and and conclude that the bill will incentivize clickbait over high-quality journalism, and worse, and that it'll end free linking on the internet. But that is not what C-18 does. Nowhere does the bill mandate any kind of tariff or payment for a link. What it does require is that when links to news are made available by platforms that have significant power over news businesses, those platforms have to come to the table and bargain. That's all.
0: But the reality in the bill is quite different. This exchange between Conservative MP Rachel Thomas and Ripley leaves no doubt that links are absolutely in the bill, with even a single link contemplated by its scope.
4: So Canadians, right now, um, we have the incredible ability to exchange ideas within public platforms um, or online platforms, such as Facebook. Um, and it's this new form of public square where ideas are exchanged, sometimes quotes are taken and expressed, entire news articles are sometimes posted. Um Now, I I recognize that going forward, if Facebook continues to allow for articles to be posted, then they will be declared a DNI and they will need to enter into negotiation. Facebook has said they may consider removing the ability of news to be shared on their platform so that they cannot be scoped into this legislation. If they were to make that decision... And Canadians wanted to take a quote from a newspaper article and post that quote on their Facebook page, a small snippet. And they wanted to take that quote and they wanted to put it on their Facebook page. Would Facebook be allowed to permit that without being called or captured by this legislation?
2: Um, thank you, Thank you for the question, MP Thomas. Um, so the the concept of of making available uh, or facilitating access to um, is is really intended again to to the. the, the the primary driver behind this bill, if we go back to first principle, is recognizing that Canadians use these services in order to, to um, access, access news content. And so primarily it's that idea of facilitating access uh, to it. Um, and, you know, we, we've heard the debate around, you know, um, linking or, or should it be included or, or, or not. Uh, but the government's position is you need to include it because it, that is at its core about what it means to facilitate access to news content in, in the modern digital environment. Um, the example that you give in a context where Facebook has made the business decision to essentially prevent um, um The ability of users to um, link to news articles but you have an example of you know an individual um, you know quoting from a particular news article without without a link I do not believe that would engage or trigger the application of the
4: Act, no. But as soon as a link was included then they would be scoped into this legislation?
2: Uh, from my perspective, the, the act of linking is, is a is a is a critical one in the sense of it, it boils down to to the, the facilitation of, of access and again that's at the crux at the crux of this bill is is a recognition that uh, you know the ways that Canadians navigate to news content uh, for a significant number of Canadians is is via social media service is via search service uh, which involves clicking on a link yes.
0: Moving on, what's the likely cost associated with the bill, the likely payments or revenues that might go to Canadian media? On this issue, the government is all over the place, different estimates from the department, from the government's representatives in the Senate, and from the parliamentary budget officer. Here's Senator Harder with three different versions of the numbers, all coming in the same speech and the question and answers that followed.
1: The government estimates that annually approximately $215 million Canadian in compensation will go from digital platforms to eligible news businesses in Canada. The anticipated impact of C-18 is significant, regardless of whose financial estimates one uses. The Parliamentary Budget Office, for example, estimated the bill could result in $329 million in total compensation. For new businesses uh, but the working principle uh, is uh, ab- about 30 percent 30 to 35 percent of the news uh, uh, expenditure uh, so this is not a cross subsidy to non-news
0: and here's Ripley on the same issue uh, Mr. Ripley maybe can you confirm those numbers with me that the CBC Bell Rogers the big media outlets in this country on C18 out of the is it 330 million that we suspect Facebook and Google will give this uh, C18 money that they in fact will gobble up 75 percent of that. Can you confirm those numbers please?
2: Thank, thank you. Thank you Mr. Waugh for the question and Chair if if I may. Um, yes so mr. Waugh, I, I, I won't speak to the PBO report which is the source of the numbers yep. uh, that, that that you cited that was not that was not a department led uh, a department led initiative um, the, the internal modeling that, that we did when we when we tabled the bill and, and mentioned in, in our in our technical briefings was more around uh, 150 150 million dollar impact um, and that was based uh, you know again in terms of how how this played out in Australia and making some assumptions about how it might how it might play out here. Uh, so uh, with respect to the PBO report any any questions about that particular number would have to be, would have to be uh, uh, directed uh, directed towards them.
0: Finally, who are the real beneficiaries of Bill C-18? The Parliamentary Budget Officer made it clear. 75% or more of the money goes to broadcasters, such as the CBC, Bell, and Rogers. In fact, at committee, hundreds of additional broadcasters who aren't even required to create news were also added as potential beneficiaries. But you know who may be left out or at least an afterthought fighting for scraps? That would be online media and smaller news outlets. For example, Liberal MP Lisa Hepner left little doubt that she doesn't think much of independent online media in a comment at committee for which she later apologized
4: variety there's more opinions there's more different people actually reporting and when we see hundreds of news outlets have closed since 200 2008 in this country and we'll see the argument that well a couple hundred other online news organizations have popped up in that time what we don't see is that those news are they're not news they're not gathering news they are publishing opinion only so we have a proliferation of opinion organizations out there and people rep- publishing their opinions without people going out actually reporting the news.
0: Meanwhile, Rodriguez didn't seem all that fussed about small media organizations and Bill C-18 either.
2: Has the department done an evaluation of what it would mean in terms of supports if the threshold was lowered from two journalists to one journalist or even a journalist owner-operator? No, no. You, have you have you done any evaluation of what possible amendments uh, could make in, in terms of difference for community media, community radio across country?
3: 30 seconds. Uh, no, because uh, it's hard to say who would apply or not because there are many different programs that are directed at them that are benefiting those small medias. In many cases, those very small media are more interested in the other programs that exist than in C18. So it would be hard to know because a lot of them would continue to be using those programs instead of C-18. I've written
0: extensively about the bill, about Google and Facebook on this issue, about the implications for freedom of expression in the internet, for how it may violate Canada's copyright obligations, how it raises the prospect of US trade retaliation, and how we could do this better. As it is, you'll see C-18 has a Thelma and Louise feel to it, with both sides heading for the cliff and not interested in hitting the brakes. Stay tuned. Bill C-18 is finally getting some attention, and the Senate hearings on the bill still lie ahead. That's the Law Bites podcast for this week. If you have comments, suggestions, or other feedback, write to lawbites at pobox.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Law Bites Pod, or Michael Geist at mgeist. You can download the latest episodes from my website at michaelgeist.ca or subscribe via RSS at Apple Podcast, Google, or Spotify. The Law Bites podcast is produced by Gerardo LeBron LeBoy. Music by the LeBoy brothers, Gerardo and Jose LeBron LeBoy. Credit information for the clips featured in this podcast can be found in the show notes for this episode at michaelgeist.ca. I'm Michael Geist. Thanks for listening and see you next time.